0: Welcome to another episode of the Peak Performance Selling Podcast, where we interview top sellers and sales leaders to learn the different tips, tricks, and mental strategies that they use to create sustainable peak performance. Let's get rolling. And One of the things that I see a lot of folks struggle with is, you know, we hear all the success stories, social media shows us success 99.9% of the time, but yet failure happens in sales and quite a bit, you know, even a good seller may only close 30% of their deals. They may have a bad month. They may have a tough time. How do you help folks think through, or what do you even do to think through bouncing back from struggles or challenging times?
1: I, I think those parts are important, and um, whether you're religious or not, Pastor Stephen Furtick uh, out of Elevation Church did a sermon years ago that I heard, and like it really applies to all of life. And part of it, he said, "Don't compare your behind the scenes with other people's highlights." And whether that applies to sales or anything else, like that is so important because what people put on social media most of the time, what people want to talk about in meetings, I've been in enough sales meetings and business meetings where people are just talking about all the great stuff that's happening. But I've got the reports in front of me to show, like, no, you suck. Like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. You closed this one monster deal, but it's been like six months. Like, you're not that good. But they're, they're, they want to show the high. And we all do it. Again, this is that not wanting to get kicked out of the tribe thing, right? That's why I talked about that at first. Cause once you understand that, now we understand why. And then now we can look at it with empathy and be like, okay, I got it. And not judge ourselves and go, oh, why am I? I know, Cause this happened to me years ago. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I can't be on social media anymore anymore. It's like, everybody is on vacation in Hawaii and the Caribbean and everyone just bought a new house and everyone just bought a new car and my life sucks. And then I realized by getting to know some people, I was like, wait, no, their life sucks too. And their parents paid for that vacation, or, uh, you know, they they, they bought their kid, that phone, that the kids bragging about their phone, but they didn't buy that phone. So the thing is, is with sales is to keep that in mind too, right? Not to discount other people's success, but make sure, you know, the whole picture and don't compare your struggles with other people's highlights. In sales in particular, you said it like if you're amazing and I've dealt with some amazing salespeople, whether it's short sales cycle, long sales cycle, if you're amazing, you might do 30 to 40% closing, which means you're still losing 60 to 70% of the time. Now, if you're in a professional sport like baseball and uh, you hit the ball 30% of the time, your hall of fame, you're millionaire. You're a rock star. Everyone knows your name. And what I'll tell you what's interesting because I had the chance to be at an event a couple of months ago where uh, a Hall of Fame baseball player and coach was speaking to our group. And he didn't know necessarily my perspective on it from sales, but he was talking about the fact that It's like that for baseball players is they, they know that hall of fame is one out of three and that's still really hard to get up there and know that you're still going to fail two out of three times. And that makes you a God that's still hard. And when those slumps happen, that's even harder because then you've got all these people looking at you and all that pressure. So I think that's the key is to put it in perspective. Um, One of the biggest things is to set the benchmark and just understand that you got to figure out what game you're playing. It's a short game or a long game. Are you playing a weekly game in your sales role? Are you playing a monthly game, a quarterly game, a yearly game, a daily game, right? I deal with call centers and sales teams that are doing all kinds of things. Sometimes it's like, you got to do three sales a day. If you're not doing three sales a day, you're in trouble. If you haven't done 15 by the end of the week, you may be fired, right? And then there's things kind of like your world where it's like this many deals per quarter. There's a rush at the end of the quarter. I'm playing a quarterly game. So first you have to know what you're playing and then you have to just make sure you're always working on your game and you're always working to get better so that you know, it's not you. Like if you're trying hard, unless it's you, if it's not you, then don't take it personal. Just keep putting in the effort and know that you have to plant those seeds and you have to keep doing the work and then you will get the results unless you suck, unless you're bad at it and it is you, then you have to look at that. Um, but if it's not you and you're trying everything you can, you have a coach, you have a mentor, you have a trainer, you're, you're getting feedback. Some, you just have to put your head down and trust that you might not get your your three out of 10 deals this week, but next week you might get six out of 10. And then you just got to play, play the
0: long game. I love, I love the long game. I think there is so much opportunity behind opening up more, perspective widening that reframing and having a bit more perspective just gives you a chance to breathe because it sales is rough you know you you have your best month or quarter or year of your life and then the next day you show up and you are back at zero you know it's not like yep. you're like oh I got a pat on the back at least it's like you're you are at zero and so I think it's really really tough to maintain that so I love thinking about you know what is the game that you're in what am I playing how am I approaching this and understanding that I'm not going to win hundred percent of the time, uh, I, I think are, are really, really helpful. What are some well, of the, and
1: I want to add one more thing in there because since you're talking about the, the long game too, is the one big thing. And this is where I see a lot of salespeople miss the mark. And with the difference between a sales professional, which I put in a different category, not that sales professionals don't have slumps or bad quarters or bad days, right? They still have them. It's how they recover. And it's what they're doing long-term. The difference between those categories is activity level and putting in actual work. That's the difference because here's the thing. If you want to lose weight, if you want to go on a road trip, like you can only control activities. If I get in the car and I'm in Florida and I want to head to you in Colorado, I can't control the results of what's going to happen. Just my activity, what roads I take, how I do it, how fast I'm going, like how much effort I put in. I'm hoping the results will be there, but I've been on enough road trips. Sometimes it doesn't same thing with losing weight, working out. I can say I want to lose weight, I can't control the results unless I cut off a leg. Uh, Otherwise I can only control activities, right? So all I can do is I'm going to eat right. I'm going to go into the gym this many times for my body type. That's it. Salespeople, they look at the results. They look at what I should be doing. I should be closing deals. And then they're half-assing the results and not being consistent, right? It's like, I want to lose 20 pounds and have a six pack. I'm going to go to the gym once a week uh, and probably eat pizzas every day. That's what I see with sales. Like I want to be in the president's club. I want to make six figures. So I'm going to make my eight calls a day and send three emails and then wonder why I don't have the Glen Gary leads that I should be
0: closing. Oh man, these are so, so relevant. And I think just so impactful for folks that maybe don't have the stories, don't have the connection to like, oh yeah, I've been on the road trip and like, there are some things that are out of my control. And know, the leads that I've got all all these things. I I love that story there. And so what do you do? You, you just talked about the gym and all these other things. Like, what do you do for yourself to show up at your best? Most days, maybe not every single day I have shit days. Uh, but what are those things that you do for yourself to, to really have your routine to, to keep you performing at your best?
1: I would like to say I am a devout meditating person every day, but I'm not, I've started it. I've stopped it. I, I even know how to be successful at meditating, which isn't about like having your mind go blank, like a monk. Like I get it. It's about when you lose it, getting it back. And like, I understand the goal of it, which is not what people think I still struggle with that. Um, you know, the biggest thing I have found that helps me is to get up as early as I can. And, you know, there's the debate over the 4am club, the 5am club, um, you know, whatever, whatever I can do is a good routine with going to bed and making sure I get enough sleep. Um, but for me, when I get up, I do some reading every day, business, mostly business or like psychology related or personal development goal related, um, something that kind of gets things going. Uh, and then I journal my, my big thing is I do a lot of journaling. I've been doing it for years. I have this thing called the remarkable tablet. Uh, This is the Remarkable 2. If anyone wants to check it out, I wish they had an affiliate program. I would totally sign up and sell the crap out of those. Um, It is a great digital tablet. All it does is basically for taking notes. And, um, I journal a lot, like in the morning, I journal just free writing. And then what I'll say is like sales is tough business is tough. So I have the added benefit of being a salesperson who works with sales teams, who's also self employed as a solopreneur. So I get all that fun stuff, right? Like I get the, like what actually happens if I don't close deals or what's going on and having to deal with all these things. Um, so I get, I get, I get twice as much fun in my day. And so for me, especially when I'm struggling or I don't get the response I wanted, or I feel stuck, or a lot of times I just feel overwhelmed. My list is, I, you know, you mentioned it. I have three podcasts. Uh, I am currently working on my next three books and it's like, okay, I feel like I should be doing more. Like, that's not enough. Like, how do I do more? And um, so a lot of times I just need to stop when it's, when I'm struggling and just journal about what I'm dealing with, write it out, see where it goes apply some, some stuff to that and then just move on. Um, sometimes I sit there for a couple minutes. Sometimes it might be 10, 15 minutes until like that feeling is gone and it's out there, but I'll tell you, like, for me, that's big. Um, you know, a lot of people want to talk about a lot of people just want to keep hammering through, but I'll tell you that's, that's a big thing. Um, And I'll tell you one of the other things too is remembering that you can't control anything. And I've got a couple other tips too, but you can't control everything. Everything happens for a reason. There's some lesson in it. And again, the lesson might be you're not very good and you need to get better. Right. It's not always like, Oh, this door didn't open, which means this door of rainbows is going to open. No, maybe it's because you messed up. Right. And I realize that I'm talking about myself. Sometimes I'm like, Oh yeah, that was all me. Like that, that happened because of me. Um, Jocko Willick, uh, has a a book, um, called discipline. I think it is. And one of the biggest things he, he says in there that he has used forever that I use when I'm journaling is when something happens that you don't want to have happen, write it out and then say, just put the word, word good with exclamation point and then finish that sentence. Right. I didn't get this deal. Good. That means that I need to get better at what I do for the next opportunity. Right. Like Whatever. This person didn't want to date me. Good. Well, that means maybe there's somebody else out there or I have more time to myself or whatever um, and spin it around and go, OK, honest with yourself. Don't fluff it up, but be like, OK, this is what I got to do with it now.
0: That's a great one. I, I love what Jaco has to say, but that's a new one for me and why I love doing these things, because I get to learn so much along the way. And I, I think that's a, a really powerful way to reframe that and, and give yourself new perspective it's thanks to help from listeners like you. This podcast can continue to grow and help others. If you found anything helpful in today's episode, please take a second, share with a friend and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast today. Thanks.